Welcome to the Creepy Coffee House, where you suffer through your dose of weekly stories. I'm Amber. I'm Ashlyn. You totally messed that around. I know. You I didn't wasn't say like, spooky at all. Did I say spooky? No. I said you dose. Said your wa- your, your dose, dose of, of weekly. weekly stories. Yeah, I totally effed that up, man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a sec. I was even giving like, you a look as I like, said it. She's like, this isn't right. Why, though? <laughs> We're going to leave it in. Weekly dose of spooky stories. Okay, nailed it. All right. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Great. Today we do have a special guest on the podcast. <gasps> yes, we do. The wee bear and Lottie is sitting in on it. Yeah. So you may hear some little coos or like noises because yeah, she's that's her. Yeah. I'm holding her. She's in and out of sleep right now. So. And then we also have Wrigley Puppy again. Yeah. So he coming back be, for his second featured. Yeah, he may or may not be climbing all over crap that he's not supposed to. So he's being a good boy, right? Yep, now. we've got a full house today, so um, we apologize for any background um, noise, but also, sorry, not sorry, it's life. You're, you're always gonna hear noises at the creepy coffee house. Yeah, that's, that's how you know it's works. haunted. Yeah, that's <laughs> like your spooky shit going on. Yeah, oh, she's sleeping. She can't hear me. It's okay. Sorry for the um bad words. I will try to hold myself back as best as I can. We all know that's a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. And it'll come to a point where I'll need a swear jar over here, I think. Oh, that'll go towards her uh, college fund. <laughs> Not Sammy's. <laughs> Sammy hasn't started. Okay. Um, so, uh, what's up? How's it going? I know it hasn't been long since our last episode. It definitely that we hasn't been long. Uh, no, yeah, nothing new. Just, uh, I have a baby in my arms this time. Yeah, it's the same day as last time, but shh. Sometimes we get a double record. Sometimes we don't. Yeah, it's a good day for that. Today, it's a good day for that. It's a good day for double recording. Yeah, yeah. It's also like nine in the morning. Hey, it's almost ten. It is almost ten. That's fair. Yeah. So, uh, what are the specials this week? So the specials this week are uh, paranormal. I was like, I know what it is, (laughs) and uh, mystery. Slash conspiracy. Yay! Our weekly special. Uh, what are we drinking? Water. Okay, well, we also just finished our coffees, though. We didn't even talk about our coffees We did, and I realized that after we said it. Okay, so on the episode with uh, Catherine Knight and... Your hotel? My hotel. The Fairmount. Yes, the Fairmount. Fair Springs Canadian hotel. one. Canadian. Canad, yeah. Um, <clears throat> we both had Starbucks. Yes, we did. I, I had, had a, a latte with vanilla bean, and she had a, a chai tea latte with a... Okay, so it's a chai tea latte, cooling. but it, I get less bumps of chai, and I get two shots of espresso in there, and then some sugar-free cinnamon dolce. Not because I need oh. the sugar-free, but just because I like that it tastes like pure cinnamon. Hmm. But anyway. But yeah, now we're just drinking water. Yeah. I could have brewed up some coffee. I'm sorry. Do you no. want coffee? No, I'm okay. Oh, okay. I don't need more coffee. My brain is barely starting to function. Let's not overload it. Oh. No, I want more coffee. <laughs> I think I'll probably be getting Yeah, yeah. So, this one. Um, um, you're first. You're I first know, too. I'm first. But let's do a question since we have nothing to talk about since we just did it. Oh, okay. I haven't done a question in so long. Do you have I a question? Know. Yeah, what did you got for me? So, I went to museumhack.com for a list of like a thousand icebreakers. Let me just pick one here. Oh, okay. Okay. What? Okay. If you could hang out with any cartoon character, who would you choose and why? Oh, cartoon character. Danny Phantom. Because. Danny Phantom. How freaking cool would it be? Phantom. 
hang out with him. He could go invisible. He could fly. He could fly, yeah. Um, yeah, I would want to do Dana Phantom. Good answer. Hang out with him, not do him. I would want <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, yeah, he gets captured ghosts. He does, and his parents are like ghost They're... hunters. That's They're the dream. so goofy, but I love his parents. So, yeah. That's the dream. I would definitely do Danny Phantom. Ghost- I would hang out with Danny Phantom. <laughs> She's like, I gotta stop saying I would do Danny Phantom on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, what about you? Who would you hang out with? Um, it says, if you could hang out with any cartoon character, who would you choose and why? Um, so, I watch a lot of cartoons, by the way, as an adult. A lot of cartoons. That's oh, totally fine by me. Um, I feel like Dora the Explorer. No, <laughs> I was gonna say maybe Grim from Billy and Mandy, or Velma from <gasps> Scooby Doo Mysteries oh, yeah. Incorporated. Because I do love her on that show. It's great. Um, I don't know. I just think they'd be kind of. I fun. think I would. Grim carry... on uh, Billy and Mandy. He cracks me up. He has the funniest humor on there. I don't think I've seen that. Or if I did, it was a long time. It's ago. the kid who has the big weird pink nose. It's like a big. And then their their best friend's the skeleton. I, think I, I know who you're talking about. I just I don't think I've. The Jamaican skeleton. But yeah, if I were hanging out with Velma, I'd definitely just have like a nerd out. I would nerd out so hard with Velma. That, but I'd also have a notebook for every time she gave me like some sort of like little interesting fact. Like, nerd oh. out. Yeah. Yeah. Be so like we don't already have a handy dandy notebook everywhere we go. Or multiple notebooks. No, I know. Uh, like <laughs> we were messing us. around with our, my planner earlier, and she was doing her notes, and I was like, I wonder if I could fit a like a comp, not a composition. What are those called? Like a bullet journal notebooks, like mm-hmm. the really small, like five dollar ones from Michaels, in here. And so I'm like, oh, I have one already. I have like three notebooks in my bag. I'm not even kidding. No, I think the people that follow us on the Instagram know because we have like two or three of them. Oh yeah, but I feel like that's not even part of it on there because I had this guy wasn't in the picture, my big one full of the notes for a different thing. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's just wild. I think I need a new bag. I need a new purse. I think it's my mission for this month. I want a new bag. Like the one I have is nice. I just don't think it's meeting my needs at the moment. There's not enough interior pockets, but it's Mm -hmm. also not big enough to allow me to use pouches instead. Yeah, so, like, the backpack that I have, that pink one, I love it. Right. There's almost, like, too many pockets. And, like, did you just have that front strap that you can, like, it's a backpack, but it also has a strap around the front so you can carry it over your shoulder? Okay, I think I was looking at that one. Does it open, like, on the back panel? It's on the, um, (laughs) stand up. Oh, my gosh. I haven't stood up in hours. If you, if you were going to grab it. But yeah, so like oh, it no, has like almost a, the purse I was looking at. I think that is the purse I was looking at. And maybe it comes Except for in colors. pink. Yep, it definitely is the purse I was looking at. Yeah. Because it has like, too many pockets. Like, I, I love it. But or like you I'm, just feel like you have to fill the pockets. I feel so like it's I have to fill down. the pockets. And then also I, I like, oh, wait, where's my sanitizer? Which pocket is it in? Oh, I don't have to worry about that. I got good old Baticus on the outside of my bag. Yeah, that's true, you do. I don't think I want to have anything hanging from it, just because, like, if I were to wear it as a backpack, it already has a strap. Mm-hmm. And then if I have the strap, it has the backpack straps. So, it's... Well, you yeah, can just I hang just it off the zipper on it, even. I guess that's true. And I do have that on one of my, on my Pravu bag, my yeah. backpack. I don't know. I think it's more handy, handy dandy to have it hanging off the side. It is, but, because I got mine at Bath and Body Works, too, mm-hmm. but, like, it just, like, the way it's hanging there, it just, like, leaks out. Oh, so yeah. I think I just maybe I need a new one, or maybe that sanitizer was defective, like the lid was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
So, I mean, I've had a few of those instances, but we've survived. We really like organizing stuff. But we are very unorganized at the same time. We're very organized, disorganized. Disorganized, okay. organized. I like to think that I'm very organized, yeah. but I'm just so scattered around that it's impossible. Like, I'm Me I'm like hyper-organized in certain situations. This is why we get along My closet so well. is color-coordinated. Mine too! But only if I get up to the nerve to put away all my laundry. Yeah, yeah. And same. put away and fold it. Well, and my issue is too, is that I have too many clothes and not enough hangers. Dude, I just bought more hangers. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have enough room for the rest of the hangers. So oh, some no. clothes are just like... On the floor of my I know. closet. Blake and I need to go up to Ikea because we need to get, for our nightstands, we're changing them from like a small one drawer nightstand into actual having two different dressers since we lifted our bed up so they'd be the right height. Yeah. So we're going from sharing five dresser drawers to each having four a piece. Nice. And I'm like, that's going to be such a game changer. I'll have to, to show have... you a picture of what that looks like. Cause, like we I have... showed you the, the drawing I made of well, it. Well, I'll have to look at it again. But, like, I, because uh, we have a dresser that's by my bedside, mm-hmm. and only one of those was used for Cody for, like, his socks and underwear and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the other three drawers are all for me. And then I have the closet in our bedroom is all mine. Mm-hmm. Cody's closet is in our game room. Oh my gosh. And then that hallway closet is all my clothes. Have so. you watched the home edit show on... I don't want to. Dude. You've I, got to. I think it's going to change my life in a good way. It is. It's It's but literally just like do organizational it. porn. It's amazing. I don't know why I don't want to do it. You should watch it. You don't have to do anything in your own home. It just gives you great ideas <laughs> okay. for later. Because I will say, I've watched that show, love it, follow them on Instagram. Haven't done a damn thing that they've done. It. <laughs> oh, okay, good. All right, well, that gives me motivation they, like, to watch it. Because they do, like, celebrities' pantries. Like, they organize. Uh, Reese Witherspoon just moved into a new house, and so they organize all her memorabilia. Oh, yeah. I think all her outfits like from her Legally, Legally Blonde, Blonde yeah. and all her stuff from, like, um, is it not Nashville? Her, it's her show. It's the other one. The one with Johnny Cash? No, no, no. That's Walk the Line. Oh, that's okay. a movie. Oh, no, she, it's has her a show. T- she has a different TV show. Little White Lies? Pretty Little Lies? No. Little no, White no. Lies? No. I know what you're talking Oh, Little Fires Everywhere? No. I don't know. It's something like that. No, I know which one you're talking about. It has one with Jamie Woodley in it, too. I have no and idea. Nicole Kidman. Um, Reese Witherspoon. I read that book. I watched that show, and it was really good. Fudge Nuggets. It is Big Little Lies. That's it. Okay. Her stuff from Big Little Lies. And she's also in that? Little Fires Everywhere as well. I knew that one. Did you see that Big Little Lies? No. That was a good one. It's on HBO, though, which I have, so I could watch it. You should. <laughs> After Umbrella Academy. Oh, yeah. I keep seeing that on Netflix when I'm sitting down, and I'm like, <sighs> Amber's going to be so mad at me if I start another show that's yes. not. <laughs> I think Klaus is going to be your favorite character. Because like, I've definitely... I think I've rewatched Buffy since you told me to watch it. I've done um, One Tree Hill. Oh yeah, One Tree Hill. I started watching. I haven't gotten anywhere. That's like a good like. I don't know what to do with my life, so I guess I'm gonna watch One Tree Hill. I know. When I was on maternity leave, I texted her. And I was like, "Okay, so I may or may not be thinking about possibly." And it's really for the watching. Chad Michael Murray. That's the whole reason I picked it. I'd probably do it for him and then Sophia Bush because I think she's gorgeous. To see Mike Murray. CMN, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and she's like, oh my god, yes, and I never got to it because, yeah, she came a week early, Charlotte did, and then, <clears throat> but yeah, please just start Umbrella Academy. I will, I will. 
And it, maybe I'll just like send you a daily reminder. Send you a daily reminder. Yeah, if we can remember. I can't even think of that matrix glitch we had earlier that was last oh, episode. Oh shoot, that's right. I forgot. And that. it was something really weird and random and like your friend brought it up to you. And I was like, oh my God, I just thought of that the other day for some reason. My friend brought it up to me. Is this one of the podcast? No. It was before we recorded. All I remember is that I have been thinking about watching Bring It On for like three months. And then you had sent me a Snapchat mm-hmm. of watching Bring It On. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, hey, I was literally thinking about watching that for the past three months. And then I ended up watching it twice in one day. I know. I'm so hyped. I learned the choreo the clovers do. I can for like, birds cold in here. I can recite that movie oh, because yeah. I watched it so much when I was younger. I'm popular. I'm hot. I'm everything. You're not. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty. I'm cool. I totally yeah. rule the school. Dominate the school. Oh, see, I don't know the words that well. Who Hi. am I? Discuss. Guys, I'm gonna touch my chest. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, shoot. <laughs> That's gross. I noticed that. <laughs> I was just following. You know it's funny. I was just laughing. Um, Do we have anything else we need to talk about? Are you ready for a spooky story? I'm ready for a spooky story. Okay, so today... Ready for my weekly dose of spooky stories. Your weekly... Your dose of weekly stories? My dose of weekly stories that are spooky. God. Oh, remember when you introduced yourself as the spooky coffee house and not the creepy one? When we started the weekly dose of creepy stories? God, yeah. I, oh, man. Man, I'm so glad I don't have to do the intro. Yeah, but you did the outro, so I'm glad I don't have to do that. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right, so today we are talking about a cursed slash haunted object. Not a cursed object, it's a haunted object. Um, I love hearing about these because I did Robert the Doll and that was scary. Yeah, this is, this is your... Um, His girlfriend? It's not like the bride of Chucky or anything over here. <laughs> um, but we are talking about Annabelle today. Mm. And, um, yeah, so if you've seen the Annabelle movies that have come out and, like, that whole Conjuring franchise, not what happened in real life definitely took a lot of artistic license there. A lot of artistic license. So, um, this is her, uh, origin stories. So, Annabelle was a, um given to a student nurse named Donna as a birthday gift for her 28th birthday from her mother. Like, brand new, out of the box, brand new, raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. Which also, why would you give your daughter a 28, your 28-year-old daughter a raggedy Ann doll for her birthday? Maybe it's because it was, like, homage to one of her favorite toys growing up. No, but this is, like, in the 70s. When did Raggedy Ann come out? God, this is where Ashlyn has to start No, here, you keep going. Okay, you Google when Raggedy Ann came out. Okay. But this is in 1970. This is when she gets the doll. Um, And at the time, Donna had lived with her roommate, Angie, and Angie's significant other named Lou. So it's Lou, Angie, and Lou's a dude, though. Um, And Donna, living in one area together. One apartment. 1915. Dang! That makes sense, though. Yeah, so maybe when she she was younger, she was like, she had a raggedy doll. And then, like, you know, maybe it was just like, hey... You know, remember when you were little and you called me? <laughs> That's one of things. Like, okay, have you seen The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? No. That's one of my all-time favorite movies. I know it is. That's the but only thing I know about that movie. It was like, it was uh, Walter's birthday and his sister had gotten him um, one of those uh, Stretch Armstrong dolls that they oh, had. Oh, yeah. And he, 
she was like, you used to love having this as a kid, so she got it for him. Right. It I guess be, they never it put it together that Raggedy Ann doll was older than the 70s, because I just assumed they came out in the 70s. Yeah, no, this is a Raggedy Ann ass doll that is an ass. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, I was, I was thinking when I, when I was like, do you have a Raggedy ass towel? <laughs> I could sit on and kiss my water breaks. Yes, Raggedy ass doll. Anyway, um, so Donna um, kept the doll on the living room couch, and it was just kind of like a cute little cushion that they had, and just like, oh, look at the doll on the couch, until um, she would leave for work with the doll on the living room couch and come home in the afternoon to the doll in her bedroom with the door shut. Um, and this started happening more frequently, and so Donna decided just to keep the doll in her room because it was just freaking her out that it was always just going in there, and so rather just stay in there than the like... Doll- really wanted to take a nap in her bed. I know, but the doll was already on the sofa. Like, I love a good couch nap. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Cody's grandma has the best freaking couch. I know. It will, like, put you to sleep. I, Blake and I are looking for a couch for our basement. We're trying to find a sectional. And I'm like, every time we go to go look at them, I'm like, what is the nap capacity on this thing? The nap capacity? Like, how many hours could I fall asleep at 2 p.m. and then wake up the next day because that's what I want. <laughs> I think you should just go into like a furniture store oh, and just, just sit on it yeah, and then just, be just like, wear okay. my sleep mask and just try to just try to sleep there with the blackout mask over my eyes. Uh, you said a sleep mask and I don't know why I just like pictured you putting like just an entire thing over your face to fall asleep. Yes there we go there we go I'll just double up the mask that's over my nose put another one that's just over my eyes and okay. you can't even see me. There you go. That's perfect. Um so, the it was just small things like that at first, the doll moving, that kind of stuff. Um, but then Donna and Angie started finding notes throughout the apartment, uh, written on this parchment paper that they did not have in the house at all. This random paper they had nowhere in the house, saying "Help us, help me, help Lou." It was very um, brought up Lou a lot, the male who lived in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, so. This kind of escalated when Lou was taking a nap on the couch and he woke up paralyzed to find the Raggedy Ann doll at his feet to then crawling up his body and then eventually choking him until he blacked out. And then he woke up convinced that wasn't a dream. Like, that's some funky sleep paralysis. But also, that is terrifying to me. To just see this doll just slinking up your body and you yeah. can't move. And then it comes to wrap its little plush hands around your neck. Anyway. That's kind of like, I, I remember saying that with my Robert the doll story. It's like, why are these Well, dolls- Robert's porcelain. That's even scary. He got some. I don't think he was porcelain. He was made of like. I think his appendages were. Excelsior or something. I thought his appendages weren't plushy. Uh, no, I think they are. Oh, I thought he was one of those that had like. Of, he wasn't porcelain. He was made of like. He had wool or something. I thought he had, like, a wool body, and then, like, his appendages were stiff, like, ceramic or something. His head was, like... Shiny. I don't think... Maybe it was shiny. What are you doing? Oh, I'm plugging my laptop. Sorry. Oh, okay. I had to unplug my Xbox charger. Everybody at home who's like, what are those weird noises? That's my husband's guitar. Yeah, she's plugging in something behind a guitar with a baby in her arm, so this is going to be quite a feat here. Anyway... (laughs) Um, so that really rattled him. He was very not okay with that doll afterwards. Um, 
And then he, him and Angie were getting ready to go out of town or something, and um, Donna was not in the home, but he had heard something or someone moving around in Donna's room. So he's like, that sounds like an intruder. I need to go check this out. Um, he walks in there, and the only things he finds is the Raggedy Ann doll face down in the floor, and then he suddenly gets a searing pain in his chest to reveal, like, um, the mark of the beast, which is so those the three, three scratches, the three claw marks. I was yeah. gonna say, let me guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. if you are been following along, we have a couple demon signs here. <laughs> a couple of them. Just a few. Um, after this incident, um, also like two days later, claw marks were completely healed. Mm-hmm. Figures. Yeah. So um, after all this. Angie and Donna decided to have a medium come see the doll, come talk to the doll. Like, hey, what's up with this doll? It's suddenly not right. Um, The medium had a seance and told them that the doll was inhabited by the spirit of a deceased seven-year-old girl named Annabelle Higgins, whose body had been allegedly found found years earlier on the property of where the apartment building was before it was built, before it was developed. Um, And... The medium had said that the spirit was, like, it was benevolent, like, it just wants love and attention, and it just wants to be cared for. And so Donna took pity on the doll. this Annabelle character yeah. and gave the spirit permission to live inside the doll. You never give spirits permission to do shit, but close the door on their way out. Yeah, just because say, get out of here. We got some demon signs, and so now... This entity has latched to this doll because it has been given permission to. So it's not the doll itself is haunted. It's that there is a spirit around it that is manipulating the doll. So you have to think, was this spirit just already in this home? Yeah, you see, that's kind of the thing, too. It's like, this is like a brand new Raggedy Ann doll. It's not like it's been passed down. It has some weird trauma. So it's definitely a spirit or a demon in the area that attached itself to this doll. Yeah, which, and, and they, they never experienced anything before. No, nothing. So, and they, uh, what kind it of also presented itself as a, a little girl again. Never a little girl. Okay, it's never anyway. a little boy. It's always a little girl. Yeah. Why? Are They're they more, more innocent. Like, and you believe them and you want to trust them more. Little boys are up to their tricks, you know. Snips and snails and puppy dog tails. That's what little boys are made of. What? Not sugar and spice and everything nice. That's what girls are made of. Snips and snails and puppy dog tails. I've never heard of that before. You did not watch that uh, pa- Rowdy Rough Boys episode of Powerpuff Girls then. Because oh. Mojo Jojo makes his own. Oh, okay. Because, you know, it's like- sugar, spice, and everything nice. These are the things that little girls are made of. But Professor X, oh wait, Professor, what's his name, Plutonium, something like that, accidentally added another ingredient, Chemical X. And so then there's an episode where Mojo Jojo makes the Rowdy Rough Boys to fight the Powerpuff Girls. And he does it with snips and snails and puppy dog tails and chemical X. But it's not really chemical X. It was just chemicals that were in the prison toilet. But that's like a whole different thing because he was in what? jail. Dude, Powerpuff Girls. asked. <laughs> that's great. Um, but that's like a pretty known thing. Snips and snails and puppy dog tails. That's what little boys are made of. I always um, thought of myself as Blossom. Blossom? Me too. Because we were red- redheads. Oh, really? You don't find yourself to be Buttercup? No, my mom was Buttercup. Wait, no. Is that the green one? Yeah. And then bubbles. Okay. 
Yeah, no, I was always Blossom because I had the red hair. Which, speaking of the Power Powerpuff Girls sidebar, do you see, like, the girls from Riverdale dressed up like that for Halloween? Yes, I, I did. I thought that was, was so the cute. cutest thing in the world. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Halloween, multiple months ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the activity did also escalate after given permission to stay inside the stall. So the Donna and Angie contacted a, um, oh, where is it at? Um, contacted Father Hagen with the Episcopal Church to help get Annabelle out of the home. And then he contacted his higher-up, which was um, Father Cook, who um, told Ed and Lorraine Warren about the doll. So Ed and Lorraine Warren at this time have kind of been helping with uh, cursed objects, possession, that kind of stuff. In the 70s, they were like the big spooky person in um, New England. And so... Their story has kind of been touched in some of the movies, like The Conjuring. That's one of their big cases, is that house. Um, that was based on one of their true uh, experiences. It's not Amityville Horror. No, it's similar, though. They have a lot of similarities. The comedy, The Conjuring and Amityville Horror have a lot of similarities in their hauntings. So that's why I get them all mixed around. But, um, so according to the Warrens, um, they believed that this was um okay so (laughs) let me just read this quote from ed warren actually uh the woman had told them the medium that there was a spirit of a seven-year-old girl in the doll by the name of annabelle who had been killed outside the apartment house in an automobile accident well there was such a child but god does not allow a children's spirit to go into a doll that's not a thing god does Yes, this is a devil, a demon inside of the doll, which is impersonating the spirit of a child. Um, and like that's just mean. Yeah, that's manipulative behavior. And also in the Annabelle break up movies, with that demon. and in the Annabelle movies, there's like a whole satanic cult aspect in it too, and that's not a thing in the legitimate case. Um, so the. Well, and that's kind of like the thing with horror movies is that they try to like they monopolize on like scarier aspects of oh, for sure. stories because yeah the annabelle doll in the movies terrifying and it's also but then when not you look a raggedy ra- ant doll yeah a raggedy ant doll is she looks like my doll rachel who sings happy birthday to herself oh stop it she's sitting in the podcast studio i know but i don't like that thing oh she's so cute honestly i'm like so those dolls are like nothing to me now and i realize it's probably very scary to people when they walk in that room you think <laughs> When you press that button and it starts talking. I'm like, it's a string you pull. What if, like, we're um, recording and all of a sudden goes, It's my birthday. <gasps> no. This is exactly what I wanted. That's exactly how she talks. We'll no, do it. I'm, yeah. But no, what I'm th- saying is, like, what happens when that, like, battery starts dying and then it just starts, Oh, this is my birthday. Yeah, it just has, like, a really deep voice talking. <laughs> That's really funny. That's when I pack up and leave. So, um, so the Warrens, uh, did convince Father Cook to perform an exorcism on the apartment to cleanse the home, and he also blessed, um, like, Angie and Donna and Lou while they were there, and then, per Donna's request, the Warrens did take Annabelle to their home, Mm -hmm. and so now she has been there ever since. Um, she is encased behind very thick glass and wood box that was made especially for her. Um, and the wood, I believe, is soaked in holy water, and so is the glass that it's in. And she sits in there, 
Um, there is one case where this man was visiting the museum and was talking about the doll, being like, you ain't shit. Like, I'm, like, so much better than you, whatever. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, I think like, I've heard this. Like, just saying how, like, weak and powerless this Annabelle doll was. And on the way home, literally with his girlfriend, as they were laughing about it, um, we're in a motorcycle accident and crashed into a tree, and he died. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, so I've heard that. There's a lot of people who have car issues after seeing her now. And um, when our boys... Ryan and Shane went to visit her on uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved. I think it's season five or six. It's whenever it was. Um, Ryan was, like, so scared because Shane Ryan's always scared. Well, Shane was really going at this doll. And it's in a haunted museum with several other cursed objects and haunted objects. Yeah, but you got to think, yeah, because Shane, he he doesn't, he has, like, And Ryan was like... When he, Shane has no shame. When he, Shane's like, I just hope we home while he get in a car accident on the way home because then we're right. Because, you know, we got a flight back to L.A. too. And Ryan's just like pale, big eyes like, oh, no. Why did I let him go in there? And then nothing happened. Yeah, they were fine. Um, they did get a little bit of response with the flashlights around her mm-hmm. um, doing that. But no spirit box, anything. No, nothing no, no EVPs, really. Just a lot of flashlight game stuff that worked. Which, I mean, still kind of terrifying when he's like, turn on the right one and turn off the left one if you want to murder me and Shane. And it's just like, instant. Yeah. Well, I hate that. Anyway. Um, so, that is kind of Annabelle. She's not a very big story. Like, you think it's going to be so much bigger and scarier. It's really not. No. I think it's just more of the lore. She's said to have inspired, like, Chucky, you know... Um, and all that kind of thing. She's been in a lot of movies, but it's, I will say, the movie story is probably a lot more interesting if I were trying to tell it that way then. Well, and a lot of the movie stories are, yeah, they're, um, fictionalized for an audience. Yeah. I don't know. I would see a movie, but I think it'd be kind of weird. It'd almost be like a weird comedy to see raggedy and dolls shimmy up someone's leg and then try to choke them out. But it's also just a raggedy and doll with plushy arms. That definitely sounds like one of those, uh, like, B-movies or, yeah. where it's just, uh... Low-budget like, props. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, definitely, like, a $15,000 movie that... Right. Made it, it, like, straight to Netflix. <laughs> or Netflix original. Oh, no. Well, that was interesting. I think I knew quite a bit about Annabelle. Um, I feel like nowadays a lot of people do. Yeah, because... Yeah, you see the movie and like, oh, it's based off real life. Or well, true you know, because Evan Lorraine Warren are portrayed in the movies, which makes everybody think that it's totally true. But I mean, I mean, Hollywood took its licenses. Are they both alive? Are they both dead now? I think they're both dead. They started their. Um, I just looked it up. They started their paranormal stuff back in 1952. Aww. Um, so yeah, it says they founded the New England Society for Psychic Research. Cyclical research. Huh. Is it sickle for research? It says psychic research. Oh. Uh, I don't know anything about that. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I know what I'm thinking uh, about. But yeah, so that's when they started, I believe, um, all their stuff. And then... Man, this is like goals for me and Blake. If only I were a medium and he were a demonologist. <laughs> yeah, good luck uh, throwing that idea into the works of your marriage. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Do you want to, like, get, like, hey, super babe. into ghost hunting? And then he'd be like, no, Ashlyn, I've gone ghost hunting with you a couple times, and you're just a spaz. 
and you freak out. Yeah, yeah. Are you I willing do. to talk to demons? Are you willing to like throw holy water everywhere? Oh, I'll throw holy water everywhere. Not be possessed. I'm not ready for that. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if that's necessarily the right job for you at this time. I don't just don't want to be possessed. Like as like a, I'll get that supernatural tattoo, so I don't. I did look up to see if there are any mediums nearby, and there are two in Wichita, Kansas. Yeah, well, every diocese has a priest who's qualified to do exorcism. Who? What? Every diocese. What the hell is that? So diocese is kind of like the groupings of church, like a school district. Oh, okay. Kind of like that. Oh, okay. So, like, Wichita has one diocese. Oh. That's the way the Catholic Church breaks it down. And the, the diocese all have one bishop within he's like in charge of all the priests in his diocese oh that's what it is okay um every diocese has an exorcist priest oh yeah that's that's like a standard everyone has a oh that's pretty cool i I know that i feel like that's way more than you need but hey hey i'll take it for sure but i mean hey never curse you never know safety first okay you ready to tell me the stories i'm so ready to tell you a mystery Ooh, mystery Okay, so have you heard of the Sawwave Spaceman? No. Ooh. Is it Spaceman? The Spaceman. Is it like the spray, the creepy space group? Do you need me to hold her? No, do you want to hold her though? Kind of. Yeah, you can definitely hold her. Hold on, her. let me turn off this laptop. No, you're good. Um, One I of would just, three. I would just kind of, yeah, I've been rocking her a little bit because she's yeah. stirring just a little bit. She's on your cord a little bit, so just okay. be careful. Okay, so the Solway Spaceman, I believe this one is, oh, this one's in England. I thought it was in Australia, too, but I guess not. Let me pop my back. Not American, is all we know. How does it feel to be able to do that again? God, it's fantastic. Dude, I'll have to show you this chiropractic thing I saw. Ooh, okay. I'm all for it. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, so May 23rd, 1964, fireman and amateur historian and photographer Jim Templeton, his wife Annie, their nine-year-old daughter Frances, and their five-year-old daughter Elizabeth are picnicking at Borough Marsh in Solway Firth in Cumbria, England. Uh, Borough? Yeah. Uh, so it was just a bright, typical Sunday afternoon when Jim wanted to take some photos of his family. So he brought along his 35 milliliter, milliliter, <laughs> millimeter. Yep. His SLR milliliter. That's a very small capacity. <laughs> like a shot is 50 milliliters. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Pentacon F camera with Kodak color film. And he took three photos in a similar position amongst many others um, of his daughter wearing a new dress that she wanted to show off to her family. Aww. Um, I love when pictures were like a big deal. Yeah. I think it's so cute. Because now it's just like Instagram. Yeah, everything's just taken with your phone. But yeah, it's uh, made with a... Let's go get professional old JCPenney's portraits done. Do they still do that? I think so. Ooh. There's no Sears anymore, so... Oh. Yeah. Or it could just hire a professional photographer, but that's no, probably No, no, no. I want to do, oh. like, the, the shady, oh. like, like, 90s. Turtlenecks? Yeah. Can we do that? Yes. Were you being serious? Yes. I was All being right. dead serious. Okay, I'll yeah. find it. We'll start oh looking my gosh. at costumes. I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> All right, we have to write that down. That'll be our cover art for a while. It's just our 90s portraits. <laughs> It'll, they'll be like, uh, you know, how people advertise, like, their workers for mm-hmm. jobs. Like, 
this is Amber. She is a mother of two, and uh, she has a degree in this, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, he had taken a lot of other photos as well, but he had taken three specifically of his daughter in, like, a similar position. Um, but when, after he had gotten the film developed, in one of the photos where it was focused on Elizabeth, their uh, five-year-old daughter, um, there appears to be a figure in the background that wasn't there when he shot the picture. And um, It's it, a Stranger it, Things situation. Yeah, it wasn't in any of the other photos that he had taken that day. So the figure um, in the background looks like a spaceman that is adorned in a white suit, white helmet, and a dark visor. Okay, so he did compare him to the other ones from that day to make sure it wasn't like a smudge on the lens. Yeah, and this was the only one that I could find. Um, so we couldn't see what other pictures um were developed but this is what came up i'm trying to pull up the picture now for you and this is what we'll post on the um okay i can't maximize the photo this is what we'll post on the instagram oh that is weird it literally looks like an astronaut yeah so i'm gonna go back to my notes i said astronaut she gave me the deepest side eye like oh (laughs) i hear sam talking about wanting to be an astronaut all the time so, Jim immediately took the photo to the police station, and the results amounted to nothing suspicious, as the photo had not been tampered with, no harm was seemingly put on their family, so they just thought, like, yeah, maybe just somebody ran into the picture. Um, Jim maintained that he had not seen anyone else there that day besides his family and what he remarks as two pensioners that were just sitting in their car a little bit further away. Uh, the film company Kodak had declared that there was nothing out of the ordinary for this photo. However, they would offer a reward to anyone who would could prove the photo was unsubstantial or altered, and no one had come forward with it. So, oh, wow. Um, they were even like, debunk it and we'll give you money? Yeah, essentially, and nobody came forward. Yeah, debunk so, it and we'll give you money, baby. <laughs> so because of this, immediate frenzy ensued, and within hours of going to the police and the Kodak Film Company, local papers had spread to national papers and all over media outlets at the time trying to identify what the Cumberland News coined as the Sawway Spaceman. And before he knew it, Jim Templeton was receiving letters from all over the world, just, like, people trying to, like, stating that he was um, lying about what was going on right. or what like, it possibly could be. you did it be. yourself. Like, nobody can prove it, so you must have done it. Well, it was that, and then also people thinking, like, oh, this is what it could be. This is, like, maybe it was an angel. Maybe it was an astronaut. But- an angel with a visor like that? Yeah, I'll get into the theories here and on it in a, just a sec, but <clears throat> yeah, some people had written that they thought it was a spirit or that his daughter had some sort of psychic powers that she was Ooh. unaware of. A lot of the um, letters and theories that he had gotten were like about this spaceman were far-fetched, mm-hmm. like that, that his daughter was psychic. Um so Jim Templeton also stated that when he received that he had received a visit by two men in black. Um, so to be specific, Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith essentially <laughs> came up to him. Um, but they had asked to be taken to the spot where the photo was taken. Jim stated that they that quote, they said they worked for the government who refused to show identification. And after the photo had been taken, there was a missile test in Woomera, South Australia that had apparently been aborted by technicians who reported seeing two men at the firing range. The technicians stated that they were stunned and the Solway spaceman had hit newspapers days after the aborted launch because it looked like the same figure that had been seen in the firing range close to the missile. Oh, wow. 
Um, oh, I've done, I messed that up. I missed a total sentence here. So I'm going to, we're going to have to cut that out. Okay. So Jim stated, quote, they said they worked for the government who refused to show identification and were only identified by number. So they went by number nine and number 11. Uh, so no names were given. 11. To yeah. It was, it was 11. It was Millie Bobby Brown. I know. It, in her first life. If it was number eight and number 11, then I'd be like, oh, okay. sus. Well, sus. What are you guys doing <laughs> Stranger here? things taking all their stuff from here. Yeah. Um, so supposedly days after the photo had been taken, there was a missile test in Woomera, South Australia, that had apparently been aborted by technicians who reported seeing two men at the firing range. Um, the technicians stated that they were stunned when the Solway spaceman had hit newspapers days after the aborted launch because it looked like the same figure that had been seen in the firing range, close to the missile. And so the two men, they stated, were possibly the men in black. So as the story continued to pick up momentum, a supposed UFO was seen in Woomera. Um, and also, I think this is a little far-fetched of a story as well, given that anyone in the 60s to today will make a report or or seem to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, I saw I saw this too. Yeah. It, like anything for media attention. Right. <clears throat> in a 1996 excerpt from Close Encounters by the Dumfries Courier, um... Quote, when I went to pick up the photographs, the manageress said it was a lovely one of Elizabeth, but who was the big fellow? I told her it could not be my photograph. I was absolutely astonished. There was a figure in it beside Elizabeth. It was uncanny. He was wearing exactly the same kind of gear Neil Armstrong would later wear when he landed on the moon. When I had it blown up, it was all the more convincing. When I showed it to the security officer at the fire brigade where I worked, he was speechless. It was, seen, it was sent to a forensic laboratory in Preston, and the cheekier remark that came back was that the fellow who took it should be locked up for causing alarm and despondency. The implication was that I had faked it, which is nonsense. I got into the press, and it spread like a bushfire through the papers, said Jim Templeton. Man, all he wanted was to take daughter's picture of his daughter's pretty new dress. Yeah, and then all of a sudden a figure is shown in the background, and... uh. And then, yeah, he just got the wrong sort of press from it. Elizabeth would comment later, We got a lot of hassle from people like you, but I was really young and can't remember much. I think it was somebody from another planet. It is pretty selfish of us to think that we are the only intelligent form of life. Fair. Uh, yeah. Um, so his wife and other daughter would not speak about the incident. Um, but I'm going to go into some theories about what it possibly could have been in the background of that uh, yeah. behind Elizabeth. So the first theory is that it's a lens flare. Um, and the it's connect- a pretty weird lens flare. Yeah. It, like, that's a pretty distinct lens, lens flare. flare. Like. <laughs> the connection between the spaceman and the two men found at the missile site were clearly just a coincidence, and the spaceman sighting was just tapping into the public interest with the space race between the U.S. and the Soviet Union at right. that time. Um, I think this was neither confirmed nor debunked about it being a lens flare, but I think that it was just... Um, well, I mean, Kodak tried to prove it wasn't real, and they couldn't. Yeah, no one came forward, yeah. And they looked at it, and they said, well, this doesn't this look like a legitimate photo. Yeah. Um, so another theory was that it was Annie, Jim's wife. There's another photo taken of Elizabeth and Annie around the same location, the one with the Solway Spaceman in it. However, Jim refutes his wife was behind him when he took the photo of Elizabeth. It's assumed that he didn't realize that his wife had walked into the shot. But and also, didn't... like, 
Why is your wife wearing an outfit like that? So that could be part of like, um, like she's turning and it's like a head or something, like a hat. Yeah. Back of her head. And that's where it was confused because I'll have to show you a picture, the other picture of Elizabeth and Annie because Annie is wearing like a light blue dress and it's a sleeveless dress. Um, in the one with the spaceman, the one that I'll post on there, it'll be a little bit more distinct, but it looks like there's a hood on the front and the way that the person is standing, it just, it's a very odd angle. And then, yeah, it looks like a visor. And so it's like, is that the back of her head? And it's just like, there's a, um, like the light on her is just like, it's like a glare. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, um. Yeah, he refutes that Annie was behind him when he took the photo of Elizabeth, and it's assumed that he didn't realize that his wife had walked into the shot, and he didn't see her because with the particular makeup camera, he could only see about 70% of what was through the viewfinder. So when he had taken the picture of Elizabeth, he may not have seen that, that it was Annie, yeah. or could have seen that there was a person there. They were getting photobombed. Yeah, the position of the figure behind Elizabeth could have been Annie facing away from the camera, and there was some sort of lens flare or overexposure and blooming, turning her blue dress white, like seen in the photo. The figure in the photo appears a bit stockier than the partial photograph that was taken of Annie and Elizabeth earlier, hence the blooming or expanding, um, but they also remarked that she was wearing a short hat, maybe with a veil in the background, and that kind of explained like, the okay, visor look. yeah. Hmm. Um, the next theory was that it was a hoax, um, as this was during the height of the UFO sightings and space race, and there was no proof that there were, it was any tampering, it very well could have just been some weird double exposure. Um, Templeton's wife, another woman, or another person, to add to the publicity, a life-size dummy or a mannequin set up in the background, a small doll attached to the back of Elizabeth's head, or set up in the background, was another theory that it was just, it was all a hoax, like there was something set up to... Oh, baby. <laughs> can't tell she's fussing or she's making her sleepy noises. I can't tell either. Because she makes those little coos when she's sleeping. Uh, it's okay, baby. I'm almost done. Okay. Um, Let's see. Another theory was that the photo lab had developed the film and it could have been hoaxed or... Yeah, could have hoaxed the image to fool Templeton and everyone he had shown, or there was some accident during the development, and it was too, like, scared to admit it. Oh, right. Like, um... Oh, my job's on the line, and now it's caused this huge media frenzy. I don't want to be the first one to fix Yeah. Um, yeah, I accidentally screwed up the film when I was developing it. Yeah, um... I mean, the, but... The dark room wasn't totally dark. Yeah, but the thing is, is that still a very distinct figure in the background. Right. How does someone accidentally, like, fudge that up? Um, and I had taken photography classes back in college, so I actually developed film. Um, I, I don't think I had ever actually, like, screwed up any of the film to the point where it couldn't be used. So I don't know how they could have done that unless they had used, like, too much of the chemicals mm -hmm. or if they had actually touched the film themselves. If the film is exposed to, like, light, like, a, like sunlight or a lot of, like, luminous or fluorescent lighting, anything, it can damage it. But... I don't think it would be as distinct as the figure that's mm -hmm. shown here. Um, another theory, um, these were explanations that were offered by the public supporters, is that it's a ghost or a spirit, an angel or a god, a psychic projection, a visitor from a parallel universe or other realm, a time traveler from the future who's researching the history of nuclear weapons or energy. That looks time spacey. Yeah. Um... Let's see. Uh, 
And then another theory is aliens, because Elizabeth yeah. Templeton's initi- initials are E.T. Oh my gosh, because that's the only reason it's aliens. Yeah. And here's my favorite, um, is that it was some type of inserted clue or intelligence test that we are living in a computer simula- simulation. <gasps> it's a matrix thing. It's a glitch. Um... Something that was stated was that in May of 1964, the Chapel Cross Atomic Power Station, later renamed a nuclear station, and which included the plutonium-producing Chapel Cross Processing Plant for the UK's nuclear weapons program, was located inland across the Firth from where they were. Um, it's, it had four cooling towers lined up in a row. Um, if the mystery figure was a human time traveler, it is possible that the moment he was inadvertently recorded on film, the future he departed from was annihilated, and him along with it. It is, Or perhaps he otherwise cannot return as a result and lived out his life among us or is still here somewhere. Hmm. So that goes uh, as part of the time traveler theory. I had copied that um, from uh, one of the websites I have as my sources. Uh, and we'll post that in the show notes whenever we get that going. But I just thought that was, like, just, it's so far-fetched. And it's like people are just reaching for an excuse mm-hmm. to come up with the absurd. So anyone who has ever interviewed or spoken to Jim about the incident fully believes his testimony. He was a very well-respected person whose photographs often appeared in the region's newspapers. Uh, but most theorists believe that it was Annie that was captured in the shot without Jim knowing um, no matter the case, this is one that remains a mystery and is unsolved. Mm-hmm. And that's the story of the Solway Spaceman. Yeah, that's insane. Like I had never even heard of that. It's it sounds like a lot creepier than it really is, and right. I think at the time it it was scarier to them at the time, especially with like all the yeah, like space exploration. There was all the space exploration. There was a lot of like you know nuclear war on the threat. The Cold War, y'all. It was an interesting time. Uh, let me see if I can find. Is that it. after the Cold War technically though? I don't. Know. We need our timeline of human history and American events. Yeah, we do. Um, let's see. Here's a picture of Annie and um, Elizabeth. So this is like it's just a partial pic picture of Elizabeth. So you can see she's got a blue dress on. It's sleeveless. You can't really see what she looks like. Um, and then, yeah, it looks like if this is a sleeveless shirt, but it looks like there's she a hood. My, like, she looks swole. And that's what they were meant by the blooming mm-hmm. or the, like, expanding. Is that, because this is obviously a very stockier figure in the background. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really creepy when you think about it. Cause it it's is. Like, is there, was there a person there? But if he could only see 70% of what was in the viewfinder, I feel like it would be cutting off part of Elizabeth's head. Oh, I feel like if that were the case. But like I said, he was a very well-known, respected person in the community. He For had photography, even. Yeah. In the paper. He was an amateur photographer, yeah, who got his photographs uh, publicized. So why would this, why would he purposefully post this picture? Or, like, share this photo. Right. Like, oh, I'm going to prank y'all. Yeah. Big pranks. Big pranks. Um, But, yeah, that's the story of the Solway Spaceman, and still unsolved. Probably never will be. That's crazy. It's it's a freaky-looking photo, for sure. I If I saw that, I'd be like, aliens. Like, immediately. Well, if you had taken the photo. Oh, if I had taken the photo and gotten developed, I'd be like, (gasps) aliens. 
yeah, I would definitely say like alien. Alien? Uh, ghost? Aliens? What? Aliens. What? Who? That one I would definitely say aliens immediately, just because of the way it looks. Yeah. It looks space manny. Yeah. And like, or I could see men in blacky too, like, you know, all the experiments they run. And I think, I don't think I put, I didn't put that in my notes, but I feel like the thing with the men in black was debunked, or they said that he was, what's the word? I don't want to say he was lying, but he could have just been, like, you know, playing off of all the attention he was getting, like, Mm -hmm. well, and then two men in black had shown up, and... But I also feel like men in black at the time wasn't really a thing, like, the man in black. See, and I I think I I feel like that that was kind of lorry, like, in the 70s and stuff. I just think everything's the 70s, apparently. Well, they were established in the 50s. Right, but I mean, like, the the mythos of them. Yeah. It says, began as a small and poorly funded government organization uh, devoted to making contact with extraterrestrial life, known as the... MIB? No. Known as the Balishans? Balshans? They were initially seen as a joke, but did not make contact. Or, yeah, but did make contact on March 2nd, 1961, Mm -hmm. outside New York City. Ooh. I don't know. Men in Black is definitely one of those conspiracies that I kind of want to go into. It's super interesting hearing yes. all the stories of them. I bet they're in my top secret cover-up book. Oh, let's see. I bet they are, let's too. Let's index. Um, but... That was super interesting. They don't have Men in Black, but what was the Majestic 12? Oh, wait, no. They do have Men in Black here. But weren't they part of the Majestic 12? What's the Majestic 12? I don't know. I've heard of them. That's all I can tell you. Well, maybe that's an episode for another time. Absolutely it is. But um, you can follow us on Instagram at Creepy Coffee House Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Creepy Coffee House, but it's spelled HSC because they don't let us have letters. Um, you can email your cor- story s- suggestions or coffee suggestions and any just like little love notes you want to send us to uh, creepycoffeehouse at gmail.com. Um, you can also, uh, like, rate, review, subscribe wherever you are listening. It really does help, especially as we're starting out. Um, is that everything I say in the spiel? I feel like Like, sh- review. I did that one. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that went by a lot faster. I know. It feels like it normally takes a lot longer to do that. Instagram, email, mm-hmm. Twitter. Mm-hmm. Check, check, check. Give us your recommendations. Coffee check, suggestions. Check, check. Rate, review, like, subscribe. Check. I think that's it. I think we did it. We well, are really out of our element for this, this episode. This has been episode 22. Yeah. I love you, but Lottie's so damn cute. Just kidding. Thanks. She is. She is. She's been just laying and dreaming. Yeah, sorry for all the queen, but not sorry. Because mm, not sorry, because you hear my dogs barking, and that's way louder and way more disruptive. Yes. No. My she's dog's clo- she's closer to the mark or the mic though. No, like when we were first recording on Blake's mic. Oh yeah. All you heard was the dogs. I'm a little bit static, but now we're we're beautiful. We're getting there. We're beautiful. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm Ashlyn. I'm Amber, and we'll see you next time at the Creepy Coffee House. Bye.